Man, you're getting killed out there. Tell me about it. I feel like Rocky after 15 rounds with Apollo Creed. Speaking of Rocky, did you know that Sylvester Stallone wrote the first draft of the movie in only three days? Did you know that Sylvester Stallone permanently flattened out his knuckles from punching the side of beef? What about Burgess Meredith? He had lived his line in the audition, which landed him the role of Mickey. Or that a destitute Sylvester Stallone turned down $350,000 because the studio didn't want him starring in it? Well, you can find this out and much, much more by listening to Rocky Minute, the fan podcast that covers the Rocky movies one minute at a time. You can find us on DuelingGenre.com. Now get back out there and knock this bum out. Dueling Genre. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we have a few more bright ideas about Spider-Man 2, <laughs> one leg-breaking minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. And I'm Doug Greenberg from Rocky Minute. Welcome to the show, Doug. Thanks for coming by. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate you guys inviting me on. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, so today we are talking about Minute 99 which starts with Peter strategizing uh, <laughs> and ends with Peter shooting out dozens of web anchors. Yeah. Just so many. Uh, yeah. This is uh this is the trial and error minute. Um, yeah. Uh, different tactics approach minute, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so we try yeah. to stop a train and don't quite succeed yet. Um, which, which is funny to me because I thought he only yeah. had one tactic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one that we remember at least, yeah. Yeah. So this uh this first one, um the the leg breaking where he just yeah. he just jumps into the into the the rails yeah. uh and just like tries to stop it with brute force, like Superman mm-hmm. style, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's shredding those those ties to splinters. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. Um, I don't think until this week I sort of really realized just how dangerous that is for him. I mean, I know he's a superhero and I know it's a superhero movie or whatnot, but mm-hmm. there's something about the physicality of it that makes me way more aware of how easily a regular human would die uh, when he does this one. Because, you know, the the iconic mm-hmm. thing with like the webs and whatnot, that's, that's one sensible thing, but literally putting your leg into... I, like even the way they shoot it, like looking up from the tracks underneath it's, when you, we look through the tracks, it's scary. It, like a, well, and and that's scary, and that's probably traveling at maybe thirty miles an hour because if uh, you were driving at eighty-five miles an hour, like the train is actually going, mm-hmm. we wouldn't even be able to see the the, the railings ties. at all. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. would just be. It would just. It, you. It wouldn't even look like anything was there because it was going so fast. I mean. 
he should be getting sucked up under that train immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, which, um, like, I don't fully know what the scope of Spider-Man's powers are. Mm-hmm. Like, does he have hu- superhuman strength? In a yeah, he does. And I it's believe sort of, it's is it the 10 amount varies. Times? Ten times is that right? It started out as ten times, and then in the the more recent stuff, like since the '90s, when they have like official stats, like on the official Marvel website, the stat is that he can lift up to ten tons, which is a lot more than ten times normal human strength. It's kind of okay. built up over the years, and then he's <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You mean you guys can't lift one ton? What? <laughs> 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 Come on. You're slacking, Scott. <laughs> Not all of us Come have on. good what exercise routines. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I got to hit the gym harder. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it. this is a lot. Like, this is, this just seems like a superhuman, super, uh, Superman level uh, strength thing here, which right. is mm-hmm. part of the I reason know, I ten, like it. Ten times? Ten times? that, Or, or even, even ten times, but ten tons? Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, that's, that's ten tons feels like. Basically, like Superman's strength on Superman the Animated Series, where they si- sort of—I um, don't want to say dumbed it down, but they—they they mm-hmm. pr- on per- they purposefully to like raise the stakes of situations so that he could get thrown <laughs> around a little bit more. Uh, they sort of like lowered his powers, right? Um, where you can bit. have him struggle a bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... and that's that seems in range with that. I mean, you know, Superman. I mean, it's literally like that Justice League movie. Like Superman literally lifted an apartment building and just flew it across <laughs> a city. <laughs> I was wondering right. if, if Superman did try to stop the train this way, he would have mm-hmm. had a similar result. Like those, I think so. Those railroad yeah. ties would have been splintered to, to bits. Yeah, because because the problem the problem is not that he's not strong enough. The problem right. is that the wood isn't strong enough. Right. Which, yeah. which you dummy, of course the wood's not strong <laughs> enough. <laughs> but he can't fly underneath the train and lift it up like Superman could. It's like, right. What are those, like, yeah, four by fours? I mean, that's good in, like, compression and tension, but, like, you're working on a shear stress here, man. You're just going to snap them like toothpicks. Yeah. Yeah. Goof. It's the strength, the engine, because Ock put it in full throttle mode or whatever, the strength of the engine is enough to smash all of these ties, even if you had like a perfect steel thing in front trying to stop it. Right. So he, <laughs> yeah, like his strength isn't the issue, but like his durability is what kind of amazes me there. Like, right. When he just goes for it, uh, that he's, it's he sort of a carryover. He locks his knee. Yeah, like just, from last from last yeah. week when he like had the sparks in his face and then was like, um, or not last week, earlier in the week when he had the sparks in his face and was like, I just got to go help right now. This sort of energy where he just like jumps right into it without even thinking um, is kind of classic heroism to me. Where he he looks for a second, and he's like, "All right," and he jumps for it. And I yeah, I love that. Well, and I and I also love it. it it's pure Spider Man, right? Because mm-hmm. and it and it's sort of um, it's the thing that I think Superman needs to be more relatable. Like the when when Superman works the best is when he's really mm-hmm. relatable and. And he's relatable when you treat him like a human because he was raised as yeah. a human, so his brain would be like a human's brain. Um, <laughs> everybody, uh, and, and it's just it's it's the idea that that he doesn't know the right thing to do in this moment. He's just going to try his best, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. he's going to fail, but he's just going to keep trying. Yes. The effort, the effort, and the the willingness to not give up is what's heroic. Not right. being perfect at it. Right. And that's what's cool. 
And did everybody else think it was funny? Like when he, when he does lock his legs out and those things are shattering, he's got that like vibration in his, in his yell. (laughs) Yeah. That's uh, there. There's a couple of pure Sam Raimi moments in this, and that's definitely one of them. And then the other one is is him being like perpendicular with the, with oh. the rail, <laughs> like a cartoon character. Yeah, that's that's a question for for the future. But yeah, yeah. slight Looney Tunes of it. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, very much. I like um, to when he when he locks his leg and he smashes through a lot of these. There's this little. I don't know if to call it a stunt even because Toby's doing it, but it's a nice little bit of physicality where when he quits, he kind of gets thrown back into the front of it. You know, yeah. like when he put, stops exerting pressure, like the force of it throws him back up and that they they physically do that with Toby, like help sell all of the CGI stuff beforehand. I yeah. really like that bit where he's like, that, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Is that what like he got thrown back onto the front of the train? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just from the you know like the, the force yeah, yeah the force of the well i mean it'd be like um it's like when there's like a you know if there's like a like something spinning like uh you know in your kitchen like if you're mixing something or whatever and you mm-hmm. you touch your hand on the side of the thing and you just your hand just goes oh, like yeah, just yeah. you know it's, it's, it's kind of this yeah right it's gotcha. the same kind of uh thing my favorite part of that though before he gets flung back is mm-hmm. that shot where his foot the bottom of his foot is in the foreground. Yes. And yes. it looks like it looks like he's in a jacuzzi getting like the worst foot massage of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Where he's just like, I'm really uncomfortable with this foot massage. <laughs> also, a, a, a nice little update costume wise uh, it, for this scene, spe- scene specifically, they changed this uh, in the first film. The bottom of the shoes on Spider-Man's boots was uh, sort of a dusty black. And in this film, they made them red because right. they wanted this shot to look better because, you know, yeah. Spider-Man's little foot. It should be red on the bottom like <laughs> right. in the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Like he doesn't have soles of his shoes on on the bottom of his feet, right? <laughs> I mean, right. he I, he booties. is depicted as having them all the time. It mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense because I don't like. How does he can hook on to things if hmm. he's got soles on his feet? <laughs> it's bio- all fake. It's all BS. <laughs> also, magnetism. Like that, it works through small surfaces, like thin shoes, but it doesn't work through like a big shoe, and that's why he has the little like you know uh, uh, gymnastics booties. I don't know. Well, <laughs> that's like having soles on your on the bottom of your shoes isn't really conducive to the silence aspect of of his. Uh, Right. That's true. Yeah. Being a That's stealthy true. sneak spidey guy. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. very true. <laughs> it's just, Stealth. This is a great shot. His, <laughs> his foot's in the front of the frame. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, just the, the way they choose to frame stuff in this is always fun to me. Uh, I also <laughs> need to point out that this, um, this CG model, which in the grand scheme of CG models isn't the worst thing. Um, yeah. But I will say it doesn't look anything like Tobey Maguire. If oh, anything, the face no. <laughs> if, if anything, it looks like Andrew Garfield, which is weird. Yeah. Um, Whoa. Yeah, like seven seconds <laughs> in or so, and it's yeah, yeah. That is weird. Um, yeah. I think they get away with it because it's um, the train is moving fast enough that there's so much blur from you know mm-hmm. just motion blur from stuff going by that we don't really focus on the likeness that much right, uh, right so it helps sell it a bit more but yeah that does not <laughs> yeah it really it really is tough to train your eye on one one certain thing when so much is going by right yeah Absolutely. yeah um i love him holding his knee it's like just like a very 
it, it it's showing you that like you know even though he has superpowers like this is still taking a toll on him you yeah, know exactly. a vulnerability yeah. like a human yeah. a human moment yeah that a whole lot of exhausting to a degree too yeah, like right. just the amount of effort put in it's a nice little <laughs> like we say all the time in this it's hard to immediately understand what it's like to you know be a superpower flying around but if you have a little human moment where it's like you know this costume rides up in the crotch a bit or ah, i hurt my knee <laughs> like I, or I relate to that like i get that and so now yeah. i'm him in this moment oh absolutely um, I can't even tell. I mean, if I take the stairs too fast, my, um, <laughs> so <laughs> I feel this. It's the trials um, and tribulations of getting older. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it'll happen to you one day, Zach. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm edging up on it. I, the one I get sort of slightly made fun of for by, by my Bethany is like now, cause I've been doing Spider-Man gigs for like five years or so at this point, And I still have them fairly regularly where I'll go do like a, charity walk or like a, sometimes a birthday party or something where I'm Spider-Man hanging out with the kids. And now I've noticed that if I have like a long one the next day, I'm like walking around like, Oh my, my legs hurt. Like I don't, cause you're crouching down and doing poses and whatnot. And it, I didn't used to like the next day be like, Oh, my legs hurt. But I'm, I'm at the point right now where I'm like, that's me right there yep. in the suit, grabbing my leg. Like, Oh no. Your Spider-Man <laughs> suit is going to have the bulges of like a knee brace coming through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luckily it's not joints yet. It's just like muscle soreness, but I am noticing that. It's... This, uh, so this, so this guy <laughs> who's like any more bright ideas, I, yeah, I, I would just, if I were Peter, I would just be like, can somebody send him to the back of the train? <laughs> like, <laughs> are you well, kidding me? He's already done that's more t- than you did, pal. So yeah, just zip it. Is that still? That's Tom Carey, the train conductor. So he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> God, he's so smug about it. Like, <laughs> God, how ungrateful could you be? That is, that is incredibly smug. <laughs> oh, man. I got a few. Yeah, I do appreciate that Peter doesn't like lay into him there. He's just like, <laughs> I, I got a few. Just let me, just, come on. Like, I got, <laughs> let me, let me, let me focus something. here. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> is that, the, and that's, the, is that Phil Lamar to the right? Yes. That is Phil Lamar to the right. Yeah, we we mentioned it um, yesterday, but we might as well uh, do a little spotlight moment on him because it's, I mean, Samurai Jack. I mean, it's the yeah, it is. It is the Phil Lamar. If if you guys don't know him by name, you I guarantee you you have heard his voice on stuff before. I mean, mm-hmm. he was or you've um, seen one of his UPS guy sketches from Mad TV. From Mad TV. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he did nine seasons of Mad TV. He was Marvin in Pulp Fiction, the guy who gets his head blown up in the car. I, Spoilers. He was, Spoilers, I guess, for the first <laughs> for the first third of Pulp Fiction. Um, he was uh, Hermes Conrad in Futurama. He's uh, Robbie Robertson on Spectacular Spider-Man. He was Wilt on Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. The big ones, of course. He was the Green Lantern John Stewart in the uh, DC animated series, the mm-hmm. Justice League ones and the Superman Kip series. Was- yeah, Kip Fisto. He was... Um, uh, he d- he Samurai did a- Jack, obviously. He did, he did a couple <laughs> of voices in clones, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's a. I mean, literally, if you go look up Phil Lamar's IMDb page, there are over mm-hmm. four hundred credits on it. He is one of the most successful voice actors of all time. Yeah, um, just a right. He's he's uh, the most famous voice actor that you've never seen what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude was Static Shock, and he was Samurai Jack. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, like yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Pretty iconic. 
it's true yeah him, and this is the last minute he's really visible in so it's worth pointing out mm-hmm. uh you know, a proper shout out to phil lamar uh you mo- only do a lot of like gawking around at spidey here but we uh we love you <laughs> <and we're proud. laughs> to all those phil lamar fanboys out there yeah. <laughs> i'm sure we got a few there's a lot of them phil, phil yeah. lamar man he is a he is a deeply respected vo- uh, voiceover actor for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so, uh, so yeah, so his next idea is he's going to shoot a web line with each, each hand attached yes. it to the buildings and, and pull it back. And, um, there's two things that I love about this. Yes. One, I love that this wasn't his first idea. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's almost as effective as the standing on the railroad tie. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, well, more. And it does it does way more damage. Um, yeah. <laughs> ultimately. But uh I I just I love that it wasn't his first idea. He's freaking Spider-Man and he's just like, I'm gonna use my leg this time. <laughs> All right. Um but uh yeah, so he tries he tries this web thing. And my favorite part of this moment is that he gets pulled back immediately and he gets yes. this look on his face like like, oh God, here we go. Like he's just almost instant regret. Like almost yes. instant regret. <laughs> well, it's it's the the human moment of like deciding to do the thing and then being surprised by the effect of it. Like, oh no, oh no. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm in yeah. it now. I just like, like I, I didn't think this through totally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit over my head on this one. And he commits to it. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I like the music here, man. It's really tense. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that it that it builds over the end of yeah. this week and into next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this whole sequence, again, is so well edited and the amount of like building tension from moment to moment is mm-hmm. I, I I watch something like this and it it's easy just to get caught up in it and forget to like take notes because it's working so well. Mm-hmm. But when you do start to break it down shot by shot, you're it's just kind of astonishing the amount of work it takes to make something flow like this. Um, There's also this really cool, um, this really cool shot that, you know, we see the shot all the time. Like they use it and stuff all the time. I was going to ask you about this. It's yeah. called, it's called, it's called a dolly zoom. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the shot in, you know, that was invented basically for vertigo. Alfred Hitchcock yeah. invented this shot where you push the camera forward while zooming out, or you push the camera back. We pull the camera back while zooming in. And yes. so you're basically making opposite movements um, mm-hmm. in internally and externally of the camera. And it gives it this weird effect where it, it, the world is moving, but you're kind of not. Yeah. Um, like and the center of the frame stays around the same size, but everything distorts around it. It's right. very disorienting. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it was created for vertigo. It's probably most famously used in that shot in jaws. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. when, when Brody find figures out that the shark is in the water currently, mm-hmm. uh, yes. <laughs> th- that's probably the most famous use of it. What's interesting about its use here is that the dollying is practical because the dollying is the movement of the train. Yeah. And the zoom is the the fact that the train is slowing down. Yes. Cuz it's oh, it's wow. starting it's starting to work. But mm-hmm. then but then the buildings give way and it 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 doesn't work anymore and so it speeds back up. But like yeah. it I've never seen a dolly zoom done uh uh diegetically with the Yeah. Film. 
Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering what the point of the dolly zoom in this particular scene was, but you just went and explained it, so. (laughs) (laughs) Wonder no longer. (laughs) Yeah, it's really slick, because for the most part, when you have like an overt uh, bit of stylization with your shot selection, it is it's kind of accepted as not part of the world that like, like when Frodo in the first Lord of the Rings film, like finds himself on the road and mm. then can feel that the ring race are coming close. Yeah. We, we do a dolly zoom in on him as the, all the, the leaves go around and it's, it's accepted this the way that like the, where the music comes from or where the light is come from coming from that. It's not really part of the world. It's how we're presenting the world. But here there is a dolly in so much as we are on a rolling thing. So it's, it, it's integrated in a more, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? In a more tangible way. It, mm-hmm. It's visceral in a way that's, that's less um, dreamlike. And I, I yeah, really dig right. it here. It's wor- it works so well. Yeah. It's always about the emotions of the scene. Like it, mm-hmm. you, you're trying to make the audience feel the way the character does. But you're almost always looking at the character when it happens. It's almost like, honestly, you could you could make a Spider-Man movie where every time his spider sense goes off, you dolly zoom on him and yes. you'd be like, oh, that's that's what his spider sense feels like. Right, to him. OK, right. mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but in this case, yeah, no, it's just a practically done thing. It's like he we are we are Spider-Man in this moment. We we are his POV. We are seeing what he's seeing, and he is seeing that it's starting to work until it gives away. Yeah. No, my first yeah. association with the dolly zoom was that scene in Jaws. I mean, that's yeah. I'm, so, some are are way more subtle than that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that, like that, I mean, because Jaws, when I saw it as a kid, scared the crap out of me. Oh, that, of course, yeah. <laughs> now, like every time I see a dolly zoom, like I'm I'm immediately transported to like something ominous and scary. Mm-hmm. You know, like like a, mm-hmm. like an impending doom kind of feel, but um, yeah, I mean, similar to this, like I, I kind of got that that doom kind of feel when I saw this one. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, it's all it all serves to keep making us feel like things are bad. Yeah, <laughs> things yeah. are right. things are really bad right now. What are, <laughs> what is he gonna do? <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, no, uh, and then the uh, the building gives away, and that's that's. Man, that is a lot of property damage. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's no man yeah. of steel, but there's still a lot of property damage there. That's, <laughs> that was there, that's was a lot there, of money to fix. Was there any strategy to him latching on to like the frame around the windows? Because that's like a, a uh, architecturally strong point on oh, a building. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think that makes perfect sense. I doubt it was going through his mind at this particular moment. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. With those like those thicker columns in between the the windows, that makes more sense to latch on to. Yeah, but yeah he's I lo- desperately I love- shooting out webs. <laughs> I love the effect though. Yeah, with, totally. With, with the yeah. building ripping apart, it's it's beautiful. It it still holds up. Like it still looks pretty good for like CGI destructo things um, mm. tearing apart. Is that um, what that is? Yeah, it almost the first one almost looks like a uh, a model that they were tearing apart. But the further it goes yeah. along, it looks a little bit CGI textured on this. I mean, I could be yeah. wrong, I, but I I think it's just pretty good looking CGI. Yeah, but it might see. it might be. You might be right. Um, it's just yeah, it looks great. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely CGI. Now that I'm looking at it, yeah, but it it looks great. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a fun. God, moment. imagine the, the amount little... of <laughs> amount of force it would take to pull. Like just just pull part of a wall out, yeah, like, yeah, from like a low level on a building with all yeah. that weight resting on top of it. 
My yeah. God. Like yeah. obliquely to it. What? Yeah. How, how do they make these engines on these trains, man? Like it is <laughs> something else. I don't know. You, fi- th- you figure on a, like a runaway train, especially in, in a city on a subway, mm-hmm. there, there would be some, some other fail safe mechanism that would, that would bring the train to a, a halt. Boy, I not abruptly, so, yeah. or at least slow it down. Like, what the hell? Like the way how like elevators in movies, like as soon as one cable snaps, everything is like a disaster. Yeah, that's but in it. real that's life, it. there's like four. <laughs> yeah. There's like four safety things that keep it from moving. <laughs> if anything breaks down, but yeah. reality isn't scary, you know. Well, again, this is a not real train in New York, so maybe in Spider-Man's New York, uh, they just they're a lot more loosey goosey with uh, safety. Uh, you <laughs> know, I, I want to ask you guys about that. Uh huh. This isn't a, a true, a real subway line in New York City, right? No, 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 this no. Is... This is this is the Chicago L train uh, mm-hmm. that they shot this on. Um, yeah, yeah. They're it's sort of meant to. They're hoping. Though. They're hoping that no one from New York is watching this movie. I <laughs> well, I did. I did a little research on train stops that are right by bodies of water. Yeah. <laughs> the closest thing I found was a uh, the subway R line. Which goes mm-hmm. from Queen through Manhattan and ends in Brooklyn, but it's still where it ends is still seven blocks away from the bay, right? And so. and most stuff in Manhattan is underground, not over. Right, right. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's a few areas where it's above ground, and mm-hmm. that that line that ending is is one of them. Yeah, but boy, does it this, work for um, the sequence. <laughs> yeah. This this wide shot of. Uh, uh, th- like this wide shot of him being sort of perpendicular, like hovering over the over the <laughs> over. Oh, the when rail. he falls forward, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That this wide shot is uh, a really like kudos to the CGI department because this mm. this matting is uh, stellar, just completely yeah. stellar. Like the I just fact buy that it. the only real thing is the front of the train and Toby. Mm-hmm. And it it is it is mixed in perfectly with everything else that is completely CG. That mm-hmm. is really impressive. I think that looks great. It really does. Yeah, especially when you think about how some of the other sequences earlier in the week that we were looking, there would be bits where it was a bit more obvious where the seams were and whatnot. But there were things that were moving by quickly and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But since this is a a moment we kind of dwell on, it almost seems like they thought, well, where can we put the most most resources? They should be on the shots where it's we've got nowhere to hide and right. then we can kind of, we can hide our crimes on other ones there. But for the most part, the <laughs> sequence, even though it's, what is it? 14 years later. Um, most of the effect stuff still holds up. Yeah. 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 Totally. I had that. I had that note actually for the next minute after mm-hmm. the, the crash itself, that how, how fantastic the effects are. Like I I'm totally in it. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I'm buying all of this. Oh yeah. For it. sure. Um, I, uh, yeah, but I, I just, I love that moment because even in a really dramatic moment like this, Sam Raimi's just like, but let's, let's be a little, let's go a little Looney Tunes for a second. (laughs) What, what is suspending him? Like what is keeping him up? His, uh, his feet on the yeah, platform, right? Yeah, yeah. He's got he's the got sticky feet. Super feet. <laughs> yeah, he's got yeah. sticky, sticky spider feet. Oh, all right, know. all right. So, <laughs> and a ton of, of core and upper thigh strength. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 10 this tons This as much it. as anything ten is tons. proof of super strength on Spidey's part. Yeah. The spide, right. super Spidey butt or whatever. That he's got, like, all of the gluten hamstring strength in the world yeah, to yeah. lift himself back up. <laughs> I really had this um, feeling of dread seeing this because like his ace of spades move is the mm-hmm. webs 
and that failed. Yeah. So like, where do you go from here? Now what? Yeah. Yeah. Especially because it's not really the webs that fail. It's the structural the integrity of the building. Right. You know, right. like the webs don't snap. It's that the buildings tore away. You know? Right. Like, oh, he's really that's in what, trouble now. That, that's, what's, that's what's so great about the storytelling in this sequence Mm -hmm. um is it's just that like okay well you know rule of threes we we want him to uh we want him to fail twice and then get it right yeah um and well how do we do that okay well the first thing needs to be a total failure right and then the next thing can be a failure but like almost work and Mm -hmm. so he figures out how to improve upon it to get the job done Mm -hmm. um and that's it's just a really smart way of, of telling a story. And it, you know, he's like, okay, two anchor points isn't enough. An anchor point on each side isn't enough because it's, it's, I I need to, I need to spread the weight out. I need to spread this momentum out across multiple anchor points. So he throws out about, I think half a dozen with each hand. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So he, so he's got six anchor points and he's going to, you know, he's going to try that. And uh, I, I think that's, that's smart. Cause he's, He's realizing, like you said, his webbing wasn't the problem. His webbing is strong yeah. as hell. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. the buildings that were that were weak. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. Like, I mean, there's not a lot of dialogue here. Uh, it's just story. Watching a character think through making decisions. Mm-hmm. That's storytelling. And that's what gets us invested in him as a person is watching him make decisions and learn from them. Uh, right. It's, I don't know. It's really good stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah, you, can, you you see the the wheel spinning like it's it's problem solving one hundred and one, you know, like you, you yeah. really see him like burying himself into what am I going to do next? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say this: uh, the the costume, um, this battle damage costume, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the the actual battle damage. Um, there are there are few things that look less real. Uh, <laughs> then <laughs> the battle damage portions of this battle damage costume. Yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> but the way the 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 costume was was ripping when he had the yeah. webs out. No, well, that it's, no, no, no. It's that's, ripping, uh, and then there's the fake body underneath. Yeah, yeah the fake but, the fake oh, body uh, with the with the scratches on it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because they don't. It it doesn't move like a thing that is moving underneath the costume. It's moving like it's part of the costume. Because exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the, the one time that they had to kind of reckon with the idea of, well, early on in the last movie, we decided that we wanted a certain type of silhouette for the figure that wouldn't work if we w- just yeah. put spandex on somebody. So we had to, you know, accentuate it with the foam muscles. But now right. we have a situation where you have to see them. And... Mm. You know, we had the battle damage costume in the first film, but it was uh, mostly about the mask being shredded and whatnot. But here it's literally on display in the front on his torso where it's cut. And now we have to see it. So I guess we'll make uh, make something, but it doesn't <laughs> quite. <laughs> There's a point in tomorrow's minute where we do a, we, we get a shot where it, we're almost in close up. On, oh boy! Yeah. On the, this, and you can literally just see the the fake skin mm-hmm. like it's flaking, like off. wrinkling, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not good. It looks like a it looks like a like like a Halloween night makeup job that like yes. happened four hours ago. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's 
You know, uh, Zach mentioned a mask before. Uh, I had a mm. question about that. Him, sure. him ripping the mask off after, like it was, like on fire, kind of. Yeah, there was like yeah. sparks and fire. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, does this start a chain of him not giving a crap? Who knows his identity or who sees him without the mask mm. on? I I don't think so. In in the fallout in this film, because it's pretty situational. In that we only have next week's whole sequence with people seeing his face from right. from the fallout here right. and then we have a beat with doc gawk i think it's for the most part contained in this one yeah um, but we're in right, general we're right back to him hiding his identity in the third one so right okay. yeah 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 but in general yeah it is it is somewhat conspicuous when he doesn't have the mask on but i do like how quickly it was justified in the sequence in that mm. he couldn't see and he had to help so yeah yeah right he doesn't even care he's got to do it um, I mean, it's not like, you know, you're in New York, you're one of, you know, what, three, third, I think eight million, eight yeah. million, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say three million, but yeah, eight million people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, chances are nobody on that subway knows who you are. Right. Yeah, exactly. She's got yeah. some safety there. Um, oh so we've got a, we've got a lot of extracurricular uh, talk to get to, uh, but I think we'll save that for tomorrow's minute, um, mm-hmm. which is basically just one event stretched over 60 seconds. Um, <laughs> um, so we'll uh, stretched. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about um, all of that stuff tomorrow, but uh, Doug, why don't you tell people about Rocky minute where they can find it and uh, all that good stuff. Yeah. Rocky minute. Uh, we have a nice little room in the du- dueling genre mansion along with you fellas. Hey. <laughs> so uh uh and you know we couldn't be happier about it so uh go to duelinggenre.com where you find this and a lot of other great great podcasts and uh you know everything else that scott has put together um yeah yeah rocky rocky minute is a is a fantastic show if you if you like those movies or you know even if you are like a lapsed rocky fan and and you know maybe you watch them as kids and you just you I don't know. There's always those movies that you watch when you're younger and then you just think, well, there's no possible way those hold up, <laughs> um, you know, and, and, I, and I feel like Rocky is like that for some people. But like, give, mm-hmm. watch those movies again, especially that first one. The first um, one, man. I love it. Yeah. yeah I, I love all of them for very different reasons, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I do love all of them and, and they're worth revisiting. And uh, Rocky Minute is just a phenomenal show. So I appreciate um, that. Rocky's yeah. funny because when you're a kid, like the later on the series goes, the more you like it. But as an adult, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly the opposite. Like you appreciate right. Yep. Right. early on and like the later it goes, you're like, OK, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're just but, gonna we're just gonna start with two we're just gonna start with two gloves exploding against yeah. each other. That's <laughs> what we're doing now. Okay, great. Um, I, I really yeah. appreciate you saying that though, and thank you for giving us a home on Dueling Genre. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. So go check that out, and uh, we'll be back with more Doug and more uh, train sequence tomorrow. <laughs> in minute one hundred. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.